This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Not always accurate, not always fair. Just try to be entertaining. Uh, The key word there was try. Absolutely, the key word is try. We make an effort of it. You know, and if you don't succeed, try, try again. That's right. You know, <laughs> that's what keeps coming us back. Uh, I thought of uh, Jeff yesterday when Tony LaRusso's uh, official retirement was announced. Does that bring you, make you happy? The man's a Hall of Famer for a reason. I wish him nothing but the best in his recovery. <laughs> I am ready for a new manager for the Chicago White Sox. Yes. He's 78 years old right. today. Yes. 78 years 78. old. 78. Let me need to be managing a major league team. No, no. Kind of sounds like a guy that... I'm sure there are lots of 78-year-olds that have a great mind and are good still motor. really mm-hmm. smart folks, but, man, that just doesn't seem like a 78-year-old's job. Right. Right. Would I listen to him tell baseball stories all day? Yes. Yeah. Do I want him talking to my baseball team? <laughs> no. I'm going to listen to him tell the story about not getting the pitcher up in the... World Series against the Rangers and blaming it on the phone. Yeah, right. Um, I just, I, I lost, I don't want to say I lost all respect for him. I think he's a great manager, but, I mean, he just became a joke to me after that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, people who can't just say I messed up. Yeah. I mean, just, I got no time for them. Kind of, I made a mistake. Yeah. Hey, uh, so Jeff, do you have a, do you have any, do you have a list of uh, prospects for your, for your ball club there? Oh, well, you see, now that I know that every former Hall of Famer that is still alive, apparently, is up for the job, <laughs> um, I'd like some fresh blood that maybe hasn't managed. Uh, Jeff Bannister would be fun. Oh, okay. Um, I think he's deserved another shot, and surprised he hasn't kind of gotten one. Hmm. Um, like, that would be my 1A, I guess, of the way it to put it at this point. But uh, it's really not Tony La Russa at this point. <laughs> There's a couple things that irritate Jeff. One was Tony Larusa, so we've we've eliminated that irritation, right? And we were completely in charge of that decision. Yes. <laughs> the other irritation is uh, any discussion whatsoever of Tyler Shuck. Uh, I thought Jeff was going to come out of his chair yesterday when, when I the, was when, not the only one. When, when they qu- <laughs> about half the press corps was all doing the same thing yesterday. <laughs> well, at this point, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, it would, in my opinion, take. Donovan Smith being spectacular on Saturday for the job not to be going back to Tyler Shuck after the bye. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the questions were asked, but I it's mean he's going to be. That's just an update. Just a, well, he's going to be the starter in two weeks, just, right? Just a yeah, I think two so. or four, <laughs> two. Because we've got the bye week. We got the bye like week. Like it, it's going to be either. Um, oh, not, I, I either thought, West Virginia. So or, what was the status? He's throwing the ball. He's throwing the ball. He's gonna he's gonna throw this, the ball this week. He's hopeful for West Virginia. He's gonna meet with the doctor uh, at the end. Of, I think at the end of this week, and then we'll see if he's ready uh, for West Virginia. If not, then Baylor, and then we'll see who gives us the best chance to win. I mean, I mean, does anybody think that Donovan would, is still going to be the starter? 
uh, I think that he's the starter unless, um, yeah, no, I, I think he's the starter at this point if, unless uh, title shot can't go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, there's just been too many ups and downs and too many turn, too many turnovers, mm-hmm. and the the turnovers are, are hurting your team. And I, I'll be the first to tell you, as I have, I don't think it's all on Donovan. I I, I think that you put a young quarterback with a, a struggling offensive line and a receiving core that hasn't always helped him out. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Okay. And and we've we've seen that disaster at times. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would just be really, really shocked if Tyler Shuck is not starting. If he's healthy after the bye week, I'd be sh- shocked if if it's not Shuck. I don't know about half the press corps. I, I didn't. I, you, you, you. <laughs> I looked, and half the press corps went, "Okay, you guys, you guys can see me, so you can describe." This. Uh, you know, faces and hands, and it was you know everybody kind of just moving around in their chair all at the same time. Wow, we, we were in a different room together. <laughs> oh, they weren't getting excited for the question. <laughs> no, I, know, I, I looked at you and I just went, oh, man, here we go. Just please, please contain yourself. And you did. You contained yourself. Yeah. I know how to shut up in a press conference. <laughs> you guys. <clears throat> 635 this morning. I don't know what I'm going to do with you two boys. It was just, it was, it was fun. Do you want to hear about? You want to hear an update on Baron Morton? How's how's his his progress is going? Sure. Okay. Here's uh, uh, here's offensive coordinator Zach Kitley on the Baron Morton progress. Yeah, I mean we're we're still you know there a couple weeks ago we we split their reps about fifty fifty this last week. Uh, you know, again, after Texas, I thought Donovan had a, had a really good performance and, and really stepped up his game. So we cut Barron's reps back just a little bit. Uh, but those are the only two guys getting any of the uh, any of the reps at all moving forward. So both those guys are getting plenty of reps. Um, you know, Barron's still a young guy and still just learning. Um, his biggest thing that we talk about is just the operation of the offense, you know, the little things, who to, where to signal, what, what O-line code. Um, but, you know, again, uh, Barron's very, very talented, as everybody knows. Um, and it's, it's just he's, he's waiting his time, you know, and and if, if something happens or, or whatever, you know, I don't have I don't have any hesitation throwing Baron Morton out there. Um, and he, he just got to continue to get better. And he is every week. Um, and, you know, again, we're just I'm still just trying to, to, to develop him in, into the, the mental mindset more so more than the, the physical traits moving right now. What do you make of all that? I make that uh, the same struggles that Donovan Smith is having reading defenses and doing exactly what the offense wants him to do is that what Baron Morton struggles with as well. Maybe mm-hmm. even he's a step behind. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. And mm-hmm. I think that Donovan Smith is not given the opportunity to – I mean, you don't have a choice, right? We're not going to say he's not quite ready for it yet because you got to have him out there. Mm-hmm. All right? And clearly he could use the same grooming that Baron Morton's getting. But clearly they don't – I don't want to say they don't have the confidence in him, but they feel like he's not ready, that Donovan's more ready. Yeah. Otherwise, with the struggles that we've seen, Baron would be in there. We, we, we'd have seen some of that. Yeah, yeah. we would have we'd seen have, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. – and, and again, that's not to say that I don't think that he has a bright future or anything like that because I, I, I think he's talented too. He appears to be. I, I just I, – I think both of them are, but – I just think that both of them are maybe a little bit overwhelmed by the 
the mental part of playing quarterback at this level at this point. Yeah, it was just a real. Uh, it was just that was interesting that the you know the the reps are still being split to a certain degree, maybe tailored back just a little bit, but that maybe he just doesn't have a complete. And Coach Kitley didn't say this specifically, but it doesn't sound like he has a complete grasp of the offense yet. Well, there's so many things that go into it. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's what it. Yep. That's what it. That's what it sounds so like. So much more difficult than just trying I mean, out there. Being a, I don't want to downplay any position, but you know, running back. Hey, you run this way. I hand you the ball. <laughs> right. Okay. Wide receiver. Here's your route. Okay. I mean, there is some, okay, see what the defense is doing, and then mm-hmm. I, I change. Maybe I sit down in the middle of the zone compared to running through it, what, whatever. I mean, there there's part of that. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean to, again, I don't mean to downplay what they do. It's just the quarterback position is so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, Intricate. Yeah, mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's got to be a difficult position for a young player to play. And uh, experience is key. That's why you see experienced quarterbacks usually be the best quarterbacks. That's not to say that some of them can't step right in and be immediately really good players. Mm-hmm. There's there's no doubt about it that some do, but you got to be a special one to do that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think you've got two pretty good young ones. Uh, I think, in my opinion, maybe more talented than Tyler Shuck, but Tyler Shuck's age and experience uh, allows him to understand the game better, understand the offense and and how to read defenses and and therefore take care of the the basketball, the football a little bit better than those two guys do, even though they ultimately may have more more talent. I don't know. That's yet to be seen. But um, I I surely would not be giving up on Baron Morton. I just think that it's, you know, he's not there yet. 640 this morning. Your thoughts, your comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. We get this one. Tyler Shuck won't last a half. He'll get hurt again. Hope not. You know, for his sake, um, but she's, that is certainly a concern. You know, when you kind of see what's what's transpired with him, but certainly hope not. Your morning blend of sports. K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22 Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that. <laughs> and of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. This day in sports history on this, the fourth day of October 2022, here is Jeff McGuire. We were talking about longest playoff droughts earlier. How about this? 1873, the Toronto Argonauts Football Club in the CFL forms as the Argonaut Rowing Club Rugby Football Squad. (laughs) They're the oldest existing pro sports team in North America still using their original name. 1906, Chicago Cubs beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 4 to nothing to end the Major League Baseball season at 116 and 36 with a 763 winning percentage. No team in baseball has been able to match that since then. It's impressive. 1938, Baseball World Series, New York Yankees win their third straight championship beating the Cubs 8 to 3 at Yankee St- at Yankee Stadium for a 4 nothing sweep. 1953, the 50th Baseball World Series took place. The Yankees beat the Dodgers 4-3 at Yankee Stadium 
for a 4-2 series win. Yankees record their fifth consecutive World Series. MVP, second baseman, Billy Martin. <laughs> I don't know that I knew he played second base. People forget he was a pretty good baseball player. <laughs> it's funny when you're an idiot, people forget the good things about you. Nineteen fifty-five. <laughs> I mean, is that unfair? Nope. No, it's not unfair. It's, it's not unfair. It's just that's not unfair at all. Yeah. I was trying to do the keep your mouth shut so people don't know you're an idiot yeah. kind of thing. There, yeah, me too. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers in nineteen fifty-five win the World Series at last, beating the Yankees uh, two to nothing, which is weird. Um, like the way this reads, it was two games to none in fifty-five, which just seems weird. Maybe the score of the final game was two to nothing. Dem bombs uh, finally won. They'd lost the championship seven times already. Goodness. Five of those losses came at the hands of the Yankees. Nineteen sixty two, Willie May scores his second inning, scores in the second inning for the Giants ending Whitey Ford's record baseball world series consecutive scoreless inning streak at thirty three and two thirds. Yankees beat the Giants six to two in game one. And four to three in the series overall. Thirty-three and two-thirds innings of World Series baseball where you don't allow a run. That's crazy. That's dominance. Nineteen sixty-nine. Major League Baseball holds the first league championship games. National League Champion Series. New York Mets beat the Atlanta Braves nine to five. Baltimore Orioles beat the Minnesota Twins four to three in the American League Championship Series. It expanded for the sixty-nine season. In both the National and the American League, and that's what prompted the additional playoffs. Previously, you just had the American League and the National League, and they went to the World went Series. To the World mm -hmm. Series. Mm -hmm. 1972, future Baseball Hall of Famer Ted Williams manages his final game as the Texas Rangers lose to the Kansas City Royals 4 to nothing in the last game played at Municipal Stadium. Hmm. 1996, left-wing Mike Donnelly becomes the first player in NHL history to play for all three New York teams, the Sabres, the Rangers, and the Islanders, when he suits up for the Islanders in a one to nothing loss in Los Angeles. Hockey's been around a long time, and have it taken until 96 to have one guy play for three New York teams? I find that interesting. In 2001, Barry Bonds hits number 70. It is National Taco Day. Yesterday was soft taco. Today is just taco day. We learned the difference between a taco and a burrito yesterday. Well, soft taco. Soft taco. Now we're just talking the crunchy taco. Happy birthday to Dakota Johnson, 33. Alicia Silverstone is 46. Derek Rose, 34. Susan Sarandon is 76. AC Green, 59. And as we mentioned earlier, Tony La Russa is 78 today. And on this day in history, kind of a big event, Soviet Union inaug inaugurates the space race with its launch of Sputnik, the world's first artificial satellite in 1957. The spacecraft, named Sputnik after the Russian word for fellow traveler, was launched at 10.29 p.m. Moscow time. And that is this day in sports history. <laughs> that little signal right there 
indicates this little signal right here. Tired of national radio contests, the other stations do, where local listeners have little chance of winning. So are we. That's why Double T 97.3 has teamed up with The Home Zone, where they make your house a home to give away $10,000 right here in good old Lubbock, Texas, America. All you have to do is listen right now, then at 8.45 and at 4.45 during Tech Talk for the secret word. Enter it to qualify for the $10,000 grand prize that will be given away November the 18th. The more times you enter, the more chances you have to win. Today is Tuesday, October the 4th. I'm doing this to help myself. At 6.45, the word is raptors. Raptors. R-A-P-T-O-R-S. Raptors. Go to WT973.com and enter to win and your chance to win $10,000 from Double T973 in the home zone. You cannot win if you do not play. Okay? That's right. 6.52 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T973.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark Hotline is also opening. Uh, we had two coaches fired over the weekend. One may be on his way out, according to Paul Feinbaum, by potentially the end of the week, if not the weekend. Uh, the natives have been very, very restless um, at Auburn. Mm. And Brian Harson, who probably has been square peg in a round hole almost since the day he got there, uh, is in just his second year, but... They just con- there continues to be a lot of scrutiny uh, about uh, about where they are. So uh, he says uh, Feinbaum does say that the end is nearer for Brian Harson after they blew the seventeen nothing lead to LSU and went on to lose. Seems like a they've duck been, out of water. They've been wanting to get rid of that dude for a while, almost so. since the day yeah. they hired him. Yeah, you know, almost since the day they hired him. So it. It'd be interesting to see what they do. I mean, you know, they, they forced out Gus Malzahn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Gene Chizik won him a national championship. And he, that that didn't satisfy them very long. Sure didn't. No. Uh, so it'd be, uh, be interesting to see what they there do. There questions surrounding that national championship. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe the payment of their quarterback. Getting NIL deals before NIL deals mm. existed, Chuck. You know, it's, it's probably probably some of that. Uh, the probably, other, probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> most likely. Uh, the other thing that was interesting from yesterday, Paul Christ, who was fired over the weekend at Wisconsin, he had almost uh, he had almost twenty million coming to him, but his buyout is going to be eleven million. So he negotiated a buyout. Um, the $20 million was left on a deal that would have paid him that through 2027, but he's agreed to take a reduced amount. Buyout will be paid no later than February 1st, and they say all the money will come from the University of Wisconsin Foundation, which is the school's fundraising organization. No, they made it clear, no public money. But man, I still look at this and go, most schools would build a factory, uh, the factory would build a statue for a guy that wins 72% of his games, 67 and 26. He's young, he's 56 years old. The thought is he took less money so that he could go get a job immediately somewhere else. Okay. That's the thought there. Maybe so. Because 
the well that wasn't announced the thought was that you know by doing that it would it would put him in a position where if something opened that he wanted to go to whether it was college or pro um that he wouldn't have to uh have money reduced uh from wisconsin from that pie out by by getting that money so basically he he took less maybe to get more in the immediate future. future yeah yeah You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, Impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for, no, it's not time for anything. <laughs> time for a Texas Tech football discussion. Time for more of the morning drive. Time, time for more of the morning drive, right? Time for more excitement. Uh, we'll have uh, Ranger Baseball on the air today. Chance for history uh, today uh, with... Uh, Aaron Judge going for number 62 as uh, the Yankees and the Rangers will play there in Arlington. They'll play two today. Two today and one tomorrow. And uh, then, then we'll see. Uh, now, let me ask you this. I don't, I, I'm guessing this is not the case. So the record is for the regular season, right? Correct. So if he, if he got one in the postseason, no. it, would just, it would just be his 62nd of the year, but it wouldn't count in terms of the regular season record. Correct. But it counts in his total total. Um, but it just wouldn't count for that. You know, have you have you ever like let's let's just say you get there in, in time today and you sit down in the fourth or fifth inning and judge comes up and hits one, okay, and you get to witness the the sixty second. I mean, obviously that is huge history when you think about it because in the American League it hasn't been done since Maris did it in like nineteen sixty. Right? 61. Whatever. 61. 61. He hit 61 and 61. Would that be the most historic thing that you've ever seen? Um, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I've been in a couple of Super Bowls, but um, they were just Super Bowls. Yeah. So it weren't your team. They were just... Yeah. Uh yeah I guess I guess so I, I guess nothing nothing's really even close. You're right. Yeah. Right. Nothing nothing even close. I mean I was just I was thinking about that. I saw Nolan <clears throat> attempt to pitch for 300, but he got a no decision. Tried to get his 300th win, but that would have been pretty cool. So when you when you when you think about it, I mean that's that's pretty cool stuff. I mean sometimes you go into you know, a sporting event and something historic happens. You don't um, know what's coming. You don't know what's coming. Yeah. Right. But like you know, seeing a no hitter. Right. Or, or seeing a. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right. So I would tell you maybe the, the most historic thing that I have seen would have been game seven of world series. That would have been the most historic thing that I've seen. That was a team accomplishment. Mm. <clears throat> Wasn't an individual accomplishment. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's just the cycle of life is kind of right in front of me right now. It's interesting. Maybe this is only interesting to me, but it's like um, I've got two other brothers, and my 
my one of my brothers uh like so saturday night i was at the fair with with our family and the and the grandsons and one of my brothers was at his daughter's house putting together a trampoline for his seven-year-old granddaughter and then my other brother was in manhattan playing beer pong with his two kids <laughs> it's just like the cycle of life <laughs> he's got one that's a college graduate and one that's still going to k-state and they were somewhere in aggieville and he sent a video of him him and the kids playing beer pong together and so i thought that was kind of fun it was just like oh the cycle of life sure is interesting right now it's like it's like tonight my uh, my big adventure tonight is uh, going across the street to uh, buddy holly hall for the coco melon that's my big adventure tonight exciting it is a it is a, it will be it will be for the for the almost three-year-old but you're gonna you're gonna do uh you're gonna do that somebody says this six, 62 is the record for the american league okay it's the record for the american league it is historic i think it's historic it's all subjective i guess in terms of how you want to look at it but 62 is the record for the american league and it would be historic so you want to get into semantics i get it but it is weird that we do that in baseball, but don't do it in other sports. Like, we don't split up the NFC and AFC touchdown record in any way, shape, or form. We don't separate the rushing record for who has the most rushing yards only in the AFC or NFC. But it makes perfect sense to me to do it in baseball. I, there's a reason. 61 is still thought of by many as the record. Okay, 61 is still thought of. This is not a big deal because it's an American League record. It's a big deal because 61 is still thought of as the record. There are so many people out there. I am not one of them. I am not one of them. There are so many people out there in this world that don't count what Bonds and Sosa and McGuire did. Period. Okay, they don't count it. And that's why this has been made such a big deal out of. Okay? I say the game's counted, so the stats in the game's counted, the home run's counted. Right. I'm that guy, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, I hate how this has all gone down. I hate that ESPN has made the world hate Aaron Judge. I hate that because there are people out there that don't agree with the record, there are so many people out there that are rooting against what I think is a good guy. Okay? And I hate this argument. Okay? I hate it. I, I can't stand it. There are a bunch of jerks in the sports world, and Aaron Judge is not one of them. Okay? I think it's pretty cool what, yeah. what this is. And, what, and everybody when this, oh, he's only seventh all time, blah, blah, blah. Just accept there are people in the world that don't accept the cheaters. Okay? <clears throat> I get. I think they were cheating too, but I accept it. Because I think pitchers were cheating as well. Okay? It's it's different. I don't care. It's different. It is. All right? But I'm just, like, I just feel like people are so inclined to tear down what he has done. Because their football game on, college, on Saturdays got interrupted. And because he's a Yankee. Or because, I mean, just they don't want to hear about it. Whatever. I get it. And, I mean... I, 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 I hate trying to defend or stick up for it or whatever. I, again, because I'm one that believes 74 is the record. Okay? Or would be the record. Is it, is it 73? 70, 73, 74. Whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Whatever. Okay? 
Whatever. What Bonds did is the record. I get it. Okay? But everybody just wants... It's so negative about this. It just... Oh, man. It just it wears me out. Yeah. It just wears me and, out. And I guess, you know, I, I'm of the age, and maybe maybe this, is, maybe this is why it's a little bit different for me and why what Jeff said, I understand that. But I'm of the age where there was a true difference between the American League and the National League growing up. You know, where there was... Sure. And, and where you only got the American League games and you, there wasn't interleague baseball and all this. So you understood that there was an American League record, there was a National League record, then there was a Major League record. That's, I guess that's just my perspective from where, from where I sit. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. I, I know that there's the, the Major League record, but I also look at it from an American League standpoint. And, and the fact that he's doing this as a right-handed hitter, you know... <laughs> is still I mean it's, it's very impressive. I mean it's I think it's cool. So um anyway, I I I think it's cool. I I I I hope you get to see it. Okay. I'm, I'm just so I'm just so beat down by the negative negativity yeah. about it. I I'm I just I'm just slick wore out. See and and part of my deal is I've been yeah. so busy on the weekend uh watching other games I just or, or once our game was over, I've had other things that I've had to do. I've not been distracted by the, quote, interruption. I think it's cool when they do that, when they interrupt the game um, for a historic moment. I, w- I want to see that. I've, I've made a point to try to see the judge at bats as much as I can. Um, but anyway, that's just, that's just me. All right, I got, I got off the, the beaten path here just a little bit. I, po- I apologize for that. Um, go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're um, good. Joey McGuire. I think I have time. I don't have time for this. We'll get to this, but he 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 will talk uh, at some point in time this morning about what they can do better on the road. And I mean, they're trying to do things a little bit different. One of the things that they he talked about yesterday, Jamie, was um, maybe how they're practicing in terms of you know doing what what he calls like a sudden stop and just trying to adjust things uh, and have a sudden change. He said that with regard to starting better on the road he said maybe it's something they can do in practice he said the crowd hasn't been a factor he doesn't feel like his guys have been overwhelmed um but yet he said what there's been a difference between the first and the second quarter or the second quarter and the third quarter from how his team has started and one of the things that he cited for that is maybe calling stuff that they've had the most reps in and doing what we do so you may see you may see a little bit of a change in terms of the plays that they have repped the most that maybe they feel the most confident in. Mm-hmm. Starting with those plays, whether they're running or passing, and doing more about what they do um, as opposed to maybe what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. So that may be the biggest adjustment that you see on Saturday uh, in Stillwater. You're tuned into the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. Still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. What you got, Buttercup? 
All right, sometimes when <laughs> Chuck calls me Buttercup, I feel a little awky, as my 15-year-old would say, mm. and I want to get up and leave. Aki. That's a new word. That's yeah. a new word. I like that. Yeah. Aki. Um, all right, so when things don't go well, I like to try to flip it to the positive side okay. of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot to not like on Saturday, but there was some to like. So who were you most happy with? Who's your team MVP? Mm. Or or maybe it doesn't have to be a player. What were you most happy about on Saturday involving the Tech football game with Kansas State? Okay. Not that you like your chicken wings were perfectly cooked or anything like that. We did have some wings during the game. Yep. <laughs> we did have some So wings. did I. Mine were a little bit done more than I like them. I like them crispy, but they're a little bit too crispy. Ours, my, the lucky lady was spot on with the chicken wings. It's good. You know, it's funny because it's awesome. I, I grabbed some at the last minute at the store. And while I was, while I was in the store doing that, this lady stopped me and she wanted to see what kind of wings I had bought. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I bought, I got the last three bags. And she's like, well, I just wanted to see what kind you got. Are those good? I go, yeah, they're, they're really good. <laughs> it's more than you wanted to know. I know. It is more than I wanted to know, but I also just, I'm amazed that how many conversations do you have in a grocery store? I, I mean, every time I go in a grocery store, I bet 95% of the time, I don't speak a word. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever gone to the grocery store and not spoken a word. <laughs> I don't have the conversations that Chuck has. What, but, what, I mean, do you wear something that says, no, talk to me? No, do you wear... I, just, I think I just look like a, 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 a friendly guy as I'm, sh- as I'm shopping, as I'm man shopping through the, through the store, you know? <laughs> It's just kind of doing doing what I do. Chuck has conversations longer than I want to be in the store, but I'm not silent through the store either. You know, there's the excuse me and, and let me go through here. Oh, okay, uh, all right. Okay. There, there's also that's the probably fair or when the, there's two of us waiting for one person to get out of the middle of the aisle I, and they finally move, given that look like no, well, now we get to go. I seriously had a guy and he was with his wife ask me uh, on Saturday morning. If I'd been able to convince my mom to root for Texas Tech yet. And I said, no. I said, I'm calling her on my way home. And I did. I convinced my mom to at least, you know, root for us in the first half, knowing that we needed to go out, get out to a fast start. And she's, well, I'm just going to root for both sides. I'm like, no, mom, we, we really need you to root for us. Don't worry about your K-State children and grandchildren. We need you to root for us. Anyway, um, I, I think, you know, the easy... <laughs> Clearly your mom didn't do a good job because we didn't get off to I know, a fast start. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so now we know who to blame. Blame Nancy, right? Okay. I, 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 the low-hanging fruit on this is Xavier White because he had nine receptions, 120 yards. Twenty, Yeah, 120 yards, had a touchdown. Um, you know, Miles Price, you know, he had he had a pretty good day. You know, then you, you look at the, the defensive side and... Krishan Merriweather, I mean, recovers an onside kick, uh, has, you know, seven tackles, six solo. Yeah, I, I, I just look at Merriweather and feel like he got um, he got taken on a couple of those big runs. Okay, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's fair to say that. And then, you know, Trey Wolf, I mean, he kicked a big 51-yarder but missed the 42 that was basically the, maybe the turning point in the ball game. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going. I'm not going there. I know, I know you're not. That's, I know you're not. Um, uh, I guess I'll go with Xavier White. 
Jeff? I think that's a good one. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping that what we saw was the tip of the iceberg for mm-hmm. White, and that's, hey, that's something that's working. Let's go back to it. Mm-hmm. And we'll see more of that in the future. This is kind of a, a strange answer, but it's me, so we expect that. Um, <laughs> the fight that, that te- the team showed in general, being down, oh, have the defense mm-hmm. get stuck in some bad situations and hold the field goals, you get the touchdown, and you are literally down one score at that point. And Oklahoma, uh, the Kansas State had scored three times because your defense had done a good job. And then you tie the game at 20, and you're right on the edge when you miss that field goal of feeling like you ripped the momentum out of Kansas State's grasp at that point that they'd had up until then. Um, it, that We have seen teams give up, especially in Manhattan. We have seen teams uh, wearing the red and black that I was never embarrassed on Saturday. Um, there have been lots of times we've seen a team go on the road and we were embarrassed by what showed up. I wasn't. I was frustrated, but I wasn't embarrassed. Well, that defense sure could have given up when you know you get the nineteenth time this season they've been put inside the twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way that and, they and they're not served there in the first half. You know, you're only down thirteen. Nothing could have been very easily twenty-one. Nothing. Sure. And so the fight that that might be the 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 we're all in this point. together. It, you you don't get the feeling with this team that it's the offense is screwing up, so the defense has to go save them, or the defense is screwing them, the offense has to go save them. It's a team. I do feel like the defense is having to save the offense. They, well, no, but they're not. They're <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. Saying. No, that's fair. I'll tell you, Chuck. Uh, Jeff started with saying this is what a bit of a crazy answer is mm-hmm. that what you said there was that's where I was the whole time I actually said out loud to myself in my basement Saturday afternoon man I'm so impressed with the way this team continues to fight okay. I mean it was 13-0 and it looked like you were going to get embarrassed mm-hmm. and you got to halftime and it's 13-10 to and I, I mean, I was incredibly proud of our team, the way they fought back, the way they just kept yeah. battling, mm-hmm. uh, the way they, you know, it looked like that thing was going to spiral out of control. And I just felt like, you know, man, what a what a mentally tough team. They leveled off the plane there. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. No, you're right about that. And 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 so you get it tied, and then they go back up. Good answer, good answer, guys. They go back mm-hmm. up by a touchdown, mm-hmm. and then you come right back again. Mm-hmm. And I just kept sitting there throughout the course of the game, going, "Man, I love the way this team just continues to to battle back, battle back, and no give up." And they, it seems like they're. It almost seems like sometimes they're better with their backs against the wall. Um, and so I'd love to see them be really good when their back isn't against the wall, too. And like, hey, let's put somebody away here. Uh, but I, I was really impressed with that. And that that makes me happy because it feels like in recent years we haven't been able to say that. And uh, that was – so even as we go into the fourth quarter and that game starts to slip away, I think I left the game – you know, I'm 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 not gonna lie. I left the game feeling like your offense didn't play well. Um, I left the game being disappointed that your defense gave up so many big plays. But I like the heart and the soul of this team, and 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 to me that means positive things are gonna happen in the future if you keep playing that way. You know, when you figure some things out, when you take care of the ball better, um, when you don't give up those big plays, and so. 
I came out of the game like feeling better about things. Yeah. Okay. No, I th- I, th- I think, and I think that maybe why there wasn't just this outright outrage uh, Saturday after the game on the on the post game show. Yeah, maybe you so. know because I mean I mean Jeff and I have worked together the not necessarily always being on the air for the bulk of these over the last I don't know seven or eight years, but there there's there was there's always been times where there's just been somebody just outraged and well there was a little bit of that but then there wasn't anybody calling in just outraged Saturday after the game maybe that's maybe that's part of the reason for that here's what uh, coach McGuire said about Xavier White he said uh, yesterday that he's getting back to who he's who he is he said that when he came uh, to Lubbock and had his first sit down with Xavier White he, he talked to him about the position and he said he's a slot receiver that's what he is and he said he's getting more and more comfortable uh, with that position, and that's what you'll see him as. Yeah, I, I thought he was a solid running back too, but he's, but uh, I, he's fit, feels like that position really fits him well. Now. Yeah, he also said this week that he'll return punts. Okay. Okay. He also said that both he and Nehemiah Martinez practice really, really hard, and he's a believer. Coach McGuire is is that as you practice, the way that you practice. And the, the harder that you practice or the better that you practice, that that translates to games. I mean, that sounds like a no-duh comment, right? Sure does. But, but what he's, he's trying to be, I think he's trying to be complimentary there in that these guys are playing themselves into a position by the way that they practice. Translation could also be that I there's some that aren't doing that. I think the translation is Lubbock kids work harder than others. <laughs> That's could. the translation. He, he also said... That they that they that they have not rewarded Trey Cleveland with points in back to back games. He just basically said it's the way that they practice those three guys specifically in terms of why they're getting more playing time and why you're seeing them have success on the field during games. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big Twelve football conference. Who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, know. We, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. You can uh, continue to hit us up. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line, go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark Hotline is open, too. Ranger Baseball today at 1230. First pitch about 105 from Arlington. Then we'll have tonight's game on as well. Uh, that's barring any kind of 20-inning uh, affair. It'll be on at 630. Yep. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Why does he do this to me? <clears throat> Why does he do this to me? That'd be cool. Have maybe a... 20 inning ball game and then and then play uh of course with the runner on second thing anymore those the the likelihood of having a game go much past 10 or 11 is unlikely or because 12. only one team gets a runner on second no that's right both teams get a runner on second they do both of them do not in the right. playoffs though jeff when was the last time you saw a game go past like the get to the 12th or 13th uh the astros went 12 a few weeks ago Okay. 
How many? How many do you think have happened in Major League oh, Baseball? Oh, maybe ten across Major League Baseball in yeah, the past year. Not very many. Right. Not but, very many at all. So Major League Baseball is getting what they wanted. It's not like we were having twelve and thirteen innings every day before. No. I mean, I I would have thought those were super exciting. But Major League Baseball, I like them. Decided, no, we need to do away with that. I like them. Yeah. I hate hate the ghost runner thing. I hate the ghost runner thing too. Yep. <clears throat> Zach Kitley is the offensive coordinator for the Texas Tech football team. We just heard from Coach Joey McGuire about getting out to a better start. Here's Coach Kitley on starting faster. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think when you when you go back and you look, the, you know, we I felt good about it. You know, the first play, nine yards, got a first down on second run, came out. We just you know, unfortunately we kind of had a, an ma on the perimeter and a block that was that's an everyday block for for our guys that we just missed. So now you're in second down and uh, you get into second long. So you go with the pass concept and uh, we get sacked. But you know. Thought there may have been a missed call on that one that, that would have given us a, a big-time first down there. Uh, but then again, your sacks, now you're in third and 17, and we've been in that scenario too too many times at the end of the day. Um, so we just got to stay ahead of the chains. At the, you know, if we, we, if we can stay ahead of the sticks early on, and, and I'm talking get two yards on first down, three yards on first down, uh, you know, to the to the average person, that may not seem like a lot, but second and seven versus second and 12 is a huge difference for a play caller and, and for the confidence of your guys going into it. So, uh we just got to stick to what we're doing and, and try not to go backwards. So what does that what does that tell you about what's going to happen on first down, at least early on? I think they're going to be more kind of guaranteed, where they would say this is guaranteed to get us two or three yards, whether it's a swing pass or a screen or a handoff or something like that. Is that is that kind of what you're hearing there? I guess I would ask, what are you guaranteed? What's... What what play is it that you're guaranteed two or three yards? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the play callers. I mean, there's probably some plays where they feel like ninety percent of this, ninety percent of the time, this play is going to work for us or something along those lines. Well, it's not running the ball straight up the gut. No, that's not worked out for us. That has not worked out. Um, unfortunately, our receivers don't block well enough to guarantee a quick pass to the outside is going to give us three, four, five yards. I, I like what he is saying. I just wonder what those plays are. Yeah. I wonder what those plays are. I think it makes a ton of sense what he's saying. And they got to figure out what that is. What is, what is their bread and butter? What do you do really well? Well, it's funny that you ask that. You say that out loud. Because <laughs> because uh, as I was sitting there yesterday, I was I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, they talked about Kansas State. They talked about Oklahoma State. And immediately I thought of their offensive identity. And and so here's Coach Kitley on Texas Tech's offensive identity right now. I mean, I think we've done a good job. Again, I think when you when you go back, you know, this last week, I don't, I'm not saying it was 50-50, but we were up until the fourth quarter, it was pretty close run pass. And a lot of those called runs were getting spit out by the quarterback on RPOs, which is part of the part of the game. Uh, I just want to be balanced and, and win the game. You know, again, I don't if it's if it's 10 to seven, let's win the game 10 to seven versus we score 50 and they score 52. Uh, that's not it doesn't matter how many yards or points you, point, you score if you don't win. None of it's never fun. Uh, you know, we're, we're still 
we're still ba- uh, not battling through some things, but dealing through some certain areas where we, we've got to improve. Again, starting with me and my coaching staff, and, and finding how can we really help these certain areas where we've got uh, we've gotten beat at times. So I, I don't know if we've got a full identity, but you know we're we're, we're moving the ball well. Uh, we just got to we got to limit the turnovers. Again, if we can just take care of the ball better, we're going to be in every football game. And um, you know we got down 13 to 0, and next thing you know we, we got a chance to go up 23 to 20 right there uh, in the game. You know, and, and a lot of teams maybe weren't wouldn't have been able to battle back from that. So I'm proud of our kids' uh, resiliency. Uh, we got we got a tough group of kids, so we just got to keep keep pushing forward. And and you know the, the sky's not falling. You know we, we still feel good with where we're at and, and excited for this unbelievable opportunity against the number seven team in the country in Stillwater this weekend. I I just don't think we have an offensive identity yet. And I think this speaks to. I don't disagree with you. I think this speaks to. If you're not set along your offensive line, just it you you it just affects so much of what you do on offense. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like man, I'm confident that we can do this in the passing game. I'm confident we can do this in the running game just because your struggles along the offensive line. You, I, I, just, I think that you you only go as far as your offensive line can take you. Yeah, and I think that's that's goes back to recruiting and that goes back to development. I'm, and Unless you have a special, special talent back there playing quarterback. Yeah. But even when you had a special, special talent back there at quarterback and you didn't have an offensive line that could protect him, no matter how many yards he could throw, sometimes... Um, yeah. Well, the offense wasn't the problem. Then, the though. defense was the problem, problem. for yeah. Mahomes. But I mean, just think if you had Mahomes now with this defense, yeah, it'd be, it'd be, really special, right? But I just don't think you yet with this, because of all the coaching changes over the few over the last few years, I don't think you have an offensive identity yet, where you could just go, oh, when I think of Texas Tech, I think of this, like you think of with K State or like you think of with Oklahoma State. What are you most confident in? Right now? The defense getting a stop? No, I mean on offense. Oh, on so, offense? I'm sorry. My bad. On offense. What are you most confident in? Well, I kind of feel like if you if you if you get the if you get the ball to one of the receivers crisply, uh, whether it's White or Cleveland or Price. They're going to catch it. Feel pretty good about that. Okay. Jeff? I mean, if you're running a play, what do you feel the, the And best I need five about? yards. I got no idea. I the, there's need... nothing that jumps out that you have been successful with enough that I could call at any time That's fair. to get the offense going in the right direction. Uh, my... My number one thing, mm-hmm. take the decision out of his hands, is a design quarterback draw. Donovan's not thinking. He's not reading the defense. He's not trying to figure it out. He knows he goes back. He pauses for half a second to make it look like he's looking to throw, mm-hmm. and then he takes off, and then he runs. That is what I feel best about. I mean, it, you, the huge run in the Houston game was off that play, the long run there to get the game tied late. 
the winning touchdown. Although actually that one, I don't think that one was a designed run. I think that was a, I think he dropped back to pass and just saw the middle open up. And then he took off the, the game winning touchdown. I'm, I'm speaking of against Houston. I don't know. That, that's what I feel best about right now. I, I, I feel like I'm harping on it too much sometimes, but I, I want to think it's, you know, being able to get the ball in a playmaker's hands on the outside, but your, your receivers aren't blocking well enough. I mean, it feels like every time we run that play, we're seeing a receiver turn around and watch his man make the play. And, and our guys don't even have time to try to make the first man miss. Um, I, I like Sir Roderick and Taj, both guys. Mm-hmm. Running uh, off out tackle. Th- yeah. Off tackle. I was just thinking that. Yeah, not up the middle, but mm-hmm. off tackle. So that would probably be second on my list. Yeah. I, I, had, I had both those guys in my head, but. Yeah, but not up the middle. Not up the middle. No, you're right about that. Not up that. the middle. Uh, there's just no I guess push my point there. is is that we we just we just don't have it yet. No, that's fair. You know, and and so when you don't have it yet and you're still kind of looking for it, uh it's just part of the development of the offense. I think it speaks to the youth of the offense as well versus the experience that you have on the defensive side of the ball right now. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 973. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double t973.com.